welcome everyone to Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You're our VIP. So welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And oh my God, Gina, listen, we have got... (laughs) The woman in the house. I know. I know. I, I, I didn't sleep and I have popped my vitamins. It's true. I'm ready. True. She I'm has ready no her. idea. No. Okay. So no. listen, this woman that we have on, she's a super special human. And um, I'm going to say before we tell who it is, yeah. she's well, they famous. Can, they can see her though. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. I know. I mean, I guess they can. But that's okay. okay. Yeah. But that's Okay. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me up, right? <laughs> anyway, so we um, love her. I mean, she is fastidious about getting on Instagram and connecting with her followers. She's got her own community, but she's everybody's in her community. Mm-hmm. And so we are in Melbourne, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm Gina's beach bitch because we, she's working at a conference and I just supply her with champagne and I play her bagpipes in the morning because if it's good enough for the king, it's good enough for my queen. (laughs) And then here's the confessional. So we're at the pool in Melbourne and I'm like, oh my God, Lori Ladd's going live. And so... At the pool in Melbourne, we are broadcasting you live. And getting some rays. And, and I was like, some can we get her in a month? It was about a month ago, yeah, I think. Yeah, and we were sipping some cocktails. We're like, okay, what's she talking about today? This woman can talk about absolutely everything yeah. in a meaningful way, yeah. not in a nonsensical way. So we are so yeah. excited to have Lori with us so today. True. Let me tell you a little bit about her, Gina. Mm-hmm. You already know, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell everybody else. Yeah. Okay. So she is whoop-a-doo, an author. Okay, we're going to talk about that. But she's a really a spiritual teacher and a thought leader, and she specializes in the evolution of human consciousness. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Right up our alley, her teachings and guidance have helped millions of people navigate our current planetary shifts. We're going to talk about that. I, she's going to diagnose me, I think. Okay. <laughs> Embody so, sovereignty. I hope she has, she has like no idea. Okay, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember that the divine design held within the human experience. Yeah. And here's the thing. Her new book, which is hot off the press, and she's on a junket of some sort. We saw her in, going to Sedona. And junket's I, such a bad word for no, that. Is it but, a bad but word? But it is, the, it is it's what they It's sort of like it. a... Yes. It's, it's, you, yes, it's all the famous people do junkets, so I want to do them too. But the I, word... She did Yeah, she did. Yeah, okay yeah. for no, the divine exactly. the, the divine design and she doesn't she was like do i prepare or do i not prepare it was so cute that nighttime little mm-hmm. chitty chat she has nighttime chitty chats listen <laughs> when she's usually in bed do you remember that okay and so this is her book and it came to her as a download which is beautiful during uh, a sacred um land of the machu picchu which she may talk about um but the book reveals the untold yeah. story of earth and humanity's evolution and consciousness and it provides a, a much needed tool for navigating our current planetary awakening and i feel like i was like okay is this book yeah. a love story i'm always like is it a love story of humanity or is Who it just a handbook it for? i was mean it for me was it for others <laughs> for I all of us that. i know yeah. anyway we are so excited yeah. because we're all on the west coast and we don't have to be up early in the morning that's the truth of the matter okay mm-hmm. we're so excited to have Lori ladd here on loa and cork welcome Lori. <laughs> I love you too. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> so well, fun. Eventually, I'll get a word in edgewise, Lori, and then you'll get to know me also. But until then, I just, just if you love her, you love me too. <laughs> it's so great. It's infectious, your guys' energy. Oh, I love oh, that. I love that. Well, yeah. We've been super excited to meet you and we see have. you. So, And we've, uh, we, as Holly said, we have definitely tuned in probably more than you realize and um, really have felt your energy and passion for yeah. your work and your commitment to sharing that with others and you do that in just a very um, inspiring and profound way that I love. It's like you don't like sugarcoat the turd, you <laughs> give it to people and you give it to I them know. out of love and it's a beautifully, um, a beautifully well delivered message. So. It's great. It is. And I want to just say one more thing, Gina, before we get started, because you start us and I got to get it word in edgewise, because (laughs) 
<laughs> because Another it's hard one for or me. Two? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, no. keep going. Yeah. So the other day, and it doesn't matter when you're listening to this, the other day when yeah. you did that short, I needed to hear that. And so it's good to hear when you, you said, yeah. don't give up. And that was your message of the day. And I was talking about giving up. And Gina was like, that message. I go, Lori Ladd today. You know what she said? And we've been following you before the book. But I was like, you know, you know, I'm like, I needed to hear that today. So I just wanted to give you that feedback because we don't get that feedback yeah. oftentimes. And you've got a big community. You get a lot of feedback. But I just thought I'd add that because yeah. we were we were just, it was what, yesterday or the day before or something like that. Yeah, yesterday. I appreciate that. It, it means a lot. And it, as you guys know, feedback means so much to us. You know, it really does. Um, so I appreciate that. And sometimes yeah. people can be quiet on that. So I, I yeah. get it. And, yeah. Uh, we always want to share it when it resonates for us. So thank you. So, yeah. okay, Lori. Yes. We're gonna give. We're gonna allow you to get a word in edgewise <laughs> here. Uh, typically, sure. how we start our podcast is just an opportunity for you to kind of just do kind of the highlights of Lori. Like, give us kind of like the milestones of your life that kind of would be important underpinnings for people to know before we kind of launch into to more of our, our conversation today. Just kind of like, if, if you want somebody to know something about your life or how you um, got where you're at today or mm. the work that you're doing, what really brought you there, what are those underpinnings? And then we can go from there. I love that question. Um, the pivotal moments. First thing is probably when I was 13, I grew up in Hermosa Beach, California and um, had a very awake mom and i remember at 13 maybe 14 maybe 12 um i got this like this knowingness that popped in that i was going to help humanity um move through some sort of evolutionary process save saving the planet saving the world that was kind of like the words but i didn't really know what it was i just knew that i was going to be playing a role in some sort of like big event on the planet so that was like the first sort of really pivotal moment for me um and sort of lived a very normal life from that point forward with this undertone of as soon as i commit to that calling my whole life will change so I didn't really want my life to be different than like the regular mm -hmm. people that were around me. So I ignored that, that, that call for most of my life and just lived a very normal life, went to college, went to graduate school, um, got engaged, um, then ended that engagement and worked in private equity for a while and you know did all the like really you know basic kind of life stuff and then 2014 um, a man came into my life and it really catapulted me into like a really powerful awakening um and it was 2015 when i you know, on top of a mountain in Mount Shasta, literally kind of put my hands in the air and, and said, okay, I will, I will commit to what I came here to do. I'll do anything I will. And I was basically talking to like guidance, my own internal guidance, external guidance, just like show me the way. And I will say yes for everything. I will say yes to everything that is needed. Everything that is asked of me, I will commit my whole life to it. And, and, and that's, that's what I did. Um, and, and I do that every day, you know, um, I put my service first and, um, and I commit to my service first before anything else. And it's why I'm here on the planet. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the cliff note version of, um, of, of how I got here and, um, and how I, how I sort of live my life, you know, um, yeah, my life is very, um, put your hands up on the mountain. What was that? How old were you? Oh, 2015. So let's see. I'm 47 right now. Yeah. So, yeah, 41 yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was not a young. So you I was not done the normal life for a long time, and now I mean, listen, which is so good for us to hear. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is great. That that actually is um, inspiring to mm -hmm. hear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that, you know, I was doing a session with a woman a couple days ago, and she was, I think she had just turned 50. 
And she was like, I just feel like I'm too old to start my work. And I'm like, oh, yeah. girl, what if you lived to 100? You have 50 years left. What are you going to do for 50 years? Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's like we have this idea of age and um, there needs to be some ex expiration date to when we follow that deeper calling. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's time now, no matter what that age is. That's why we're yeah. here. You know, Beautiful. and how long did how long ago did you start writing your book? Your book is very complicated. It's beautiful. I mean, I can't imagine that download. How you had to, and I know I've heard you talk a little bit about how do you make this into sense for the ordinary person, which you've done a brilliant job, but it's still hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's mean, intense. It's, yeah, the book is not. The book is not my regular teaching. So it was a real strange experience. It still is because the book came through as, as what I like to call like a download. So imagine somebody sort of something outside of you hands you a briefcase of knowledge and you don't know where the knowledge came from, but it's an absolute knowingness, sort of like you know your name, right? And it happened when I was in Machu Picchu in 2018. I wasn't expecting it and I, I didn't really think I was going to write a book definitely didn't think I was going to write this book. And um, it was a labor of not love, commitment, uh, service. Yeah. And yeah. it was really, really hard. It was, it was hard to put it out because when 2020 hit, mm -hmm. I started showing up, you know, in a very um, practical way where I was assisting humanity daily and I wasn't really talking. I was kind of talking about what was actually happening in the bigger perspective, but I was yeah. keeping it very um, easy to digest, not not super out there, you know, spiritual right. quantum. And the book is the opposite. The book is like, it's all there. Excuse me, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, like so it puts you right. Um, it puts it right in your lap, like yeah, that big heavy yeah. Concept. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's it was really um an in an, an it was an interesting um kind of packet of information that I had to digest and unravel that was really really challenging. Mm. But but so also worth it. So worth it. So I I think this book will, you know, um will be something that people will be able to digest as the consciousness continues to rise on the planet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's something it's that's going to live beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond yeah. The measure. I mean, it's not like a, it's not a, let's just not, it's not a trendy flash in the pan. It's going to be the book that sits there that you digest and keep going back to, mm -hmm. but there's so many practical things in it as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's definitely. I've always been shown and seen it as one of those books that is like, um, you know, like it's not like the power of now, but it's something that will live yeah, exactly through yeah. mm -hmm. yep. through life. You know, yes. um, and you'll pick it up when you're ready to understand it, and then you'll put it down when you're like, screw this, I don't care. So it's, uh, that's the kind of book that I, that I see it as, you know? You know, it's interesting, because we've been talking quite a bit about um, older teachings of even just, you know, law of attraction, metaphysical stuff, right? Yeah, ancient and teachings. There are these kind of, ancient's a better word than Yeah. But like these kind of like um, institutional touch, touch points that you can go back to and grab and see in a different way or communicate in a a, a newer more you know um culturally appropriate way of sharing you know old teachings like you know um uh francis mm -hmm. or francis Shin yeah. and mm -hmm. um you know the master keys and you know all these so i mean you you probably have created one of the more recent versions of that that people will go back to over time and it will give new life and it will be seen and acknowledged and consumed in a different way than maybe yeah. it was when you wrote it uh, yeah i think uh, this work continues to provide those kind of 
key touch points um, and we haven't seen them in or many, more many years yeah. or more current touch mm -hmm. points right yeah. mm -hmm. so I, I love love that well and the the ascension and the evolution not only of the planet but the people on the planet this is where it gets to I'm going to go straight to the prescription right yeah. so you know we are all ascending and and evolving and what does that mean for us today and those of us being on the planet i believe we chose to be here at this time doing this stuff and does it just mean we have more shit or does it just mean we have more <laughs> shit and trauma or I and mean, what what does that mean and particularly on the mind and the body well, what are your thoughts on that <laughs> yeah it, it it essentially it creates the illusion that we have more shit to look at right like <laughs> You're, 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 you're all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm way more screwed up than I was five years ago. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. It does you know what I mean? A bit like that. Um, yeah. 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 There, there, when, when the awakening process happens or the, the lights start to turn on and essentially more, more, um, the, the vibration or frequency in your body just starts to naturally increase. The, the light gets brighter and brighter. Then, of course, if, what that means is that everything that you haven't seen, you start to see. And it's really uncomfortable. It makes it seem like you're going backwards. It doesn't feel like this is a fabulous evolution and like, yes, let's keep going. It's like, what is this? Is this actually for our highest good? And like, right. am I going to survive this? And how much more do I have to look at and feel? And um, it truly, to me, is peeling back and uh, kind of unshackling ourselves from all the illusions and programs and ways in which we have unconsciously been living. Mm -hmm. Um it, it can be very subtle things from like a defense mechanism to, yep. to a, a simple limiting belief that doesn't have a massive impact on your life, but it's still there. It's still an illusion that kind of keeps you held back from your highest potential, mm -hmm. right? Um, peace and joy, contentment, abundance, love, um, acceptance, worthiness, these little key words that we use that, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're all sort of aiming for, but they're our birthrights. They're sort of, they're naturally waiting for us, but we have all of this other sort of density that, or, or experiences in, from the past that we have to, uh, let go of or release. So that's, that's how I see evolution really is is that the 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 chipping away clearing out becoming aware of getting more conscious of all the ways that we have been programmed to live on this planet and having compassion for ourselves in that right, right? yeah uh, yeah because there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it. it's good actually to start living consciously and that's what we always talk about consciously creating your life you know like we're making a choice um but i what i wondered and this is judy's <laughs> gonna laugh at me get out your prescription pad i, mean, I can see she wants you to write is, her something that's yes. not <laughs> too out there for people to understand they're like okay i get that that yeah. you know i can look at my stuff and as i look at my stuff because there's a you you never get done with your stuff no <laughs> I, I mean not in the human life right okay no it and, just and i do think can i just say something yeah. really quick because i do think we were wired long before 2020 to do that i yes. think the pandemic and what we just all went through has dialed people even if you weren't good point dialed that way you're starting to go ooh, i have choices like mmm Maybe I do want things differently. Maybe this doesn't serve me anymore. It, it just invited some of that in for people who may not have gotten there on their own. So keep going. Yeah. So I want to go a little out there. Okay, so in, I think it was during the pandemic. Okay, so I got these blood tests done and they were like, I mean, I'm over exaggerating for fun of it. Like you're dying. Okay. But no, like my this doctor is was how like, she does it normally. <laughs> too. I mean, this my is doctor not, was like, you've got a with. disease. Okay. And I'm like, I don't have any disease. I go, let's take my blood test again. And then we took it again and it look, didn't look good. And I was like, I don't believe it. I'm fine. I'm perfect. And I thought, I don't believe it. And so I went to a, a healer friend of mine and she goes, no, no, you're just ascending. You're just leveling up. This is going to clear up. And it did. It magically just cleared up. And I was like, all of her blood look is perfect. Now. And it's been perfect now since 2020. And I'm like, I never believed I had anything wrong. And I was like, well, can the body? And I was like, 
you know, my friend who does this work, she's a little out there. I love her and I, I, I want to go out with her. Okay. Yeah. Like I will, I, whoever's out there, I tag along behind them and say, don't wait, wait up for me. Wait for me. Okay. I'll, I'll learn quickly. I'll learn. <laughs> I'm behind, but I'm okay. Anyway, um, I have stamina. Okay. So, um, you know, anyway, so I did clear up. So can the body react, your physical body, is it reacting to these changes in our planet? And is that a good or a bad example? <laughs> no, it's a great example. I, I, that, that's a really beautiful example. The, the physical body. And okay. So I just did a video. Actually, I thought it was long. I posted it, but it only posted 90 seconds yesterday about it's actually not you that's evolving. So your your it's your body that's evolving. You essentially are not evolving. You are a consciousness, okay, or an energy, a spirit, a soul. Yes. Okay. okay? And you, let's you imagine that you are sort of this light, whatever you want to see, even a version of you, what you look like now, but you're sort of in the body encased, sort of in this little like mm -hmm. bubble, okay? Mm -hmm. That soul is experiencing this evolutionary process. The evolutionary process is the body physically shifting from lower frequencies to higher frequencies. Mm -hmm. And when the body does that, you as the soul right? That's sitting in the vehicle is like, oh my God, holy cow, look at this and look at that. And look at these things that the human aspect was ignoring. And look at how the body is now feeling all these different things. And look at the power of my thoughts. So it's this observer that's in the body that's watching this transformation happen. So when you think of it from that lens, the body is going to have physical symptoms of these energies shifting in it all day long, right? All the time. And simultaneously, what's so powerful about what you said, which I think is trumps the actual physical ascension, mm -hmm. is that your thoughts are the most powerful thing. Right. I love that. Your thoughts are way more powerful than what's energetically happening in the body. Yeah. And it can trump everything. Yeah. And so I, there, there, both things, both of what you said is true. Yes, you were most likely experiencing some sort of energetic shifting, mm -hmm. but you, because your thoughts were the in the state that they were I'm in. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I'm like, no way are you getting me. Like I, like this is this is going to come in and come out. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. That state of knowingness will trump anything that could have unraveled. Um, based on the energies and frequencies that are moving through your body, the trauma that's moving out of your body, whatever it is. That's what I love about your community yeah. because I feel like, you know, uh, when I was talking about this gal that helped me with mine and Gina, of course, helped mm -hmm. too. She's like, oh, I'm sure you're fine. Oh, I'll you're stop, fine. you know, and have your community that you have and the discussions you have are so robust and help people think, I mean, when a doctor tells you and the tests tell you there's a problem, you kind of believe it yeah. but i'm like i don't think we should believe any of that anymore mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. when i love your visual of but um, you don't ignore it either i mean i'm not saying no. i mean like i'm no you have, I, to, you have to turn you still, your energy and positiveness towards it yes. not away from it or worry about it. Mm -hmm. like you have to and you stay on top of it in some cases the body might might be having challenges and that you need to address but yeah. the reality is our brain and our outlook and our the power of positive thinking has as much if not more impact on it than anything medically but but i love your visual of oh uh, yeah kind of like the the <clears throat> the light inside and a vehicle yeah and then we're just sort of driving that vehicle through mm. the world i it's beautiful absolutely love that and and recognizing that you know while the spirit might not be impacted in the same way the physical body and needs to and so we need to connect those two things as much as we can mm -hmm. to to create health and safety mm -hmm. along the along the ride mm -hmm. right i mean if you think about like i mean i just got sick for two straight weeks right and i never get sick so it's there's a lot of fear that comes in and there's a lot of like you know and it doesn't quite feel like a normal sickness right so you're like oof this does definitely doesn't feel like a normal cold like what is this and so what's happening is um 
we are learning how, or at least I, I'll just speak for me, I'm learning how to reconnect with my body in a new way, trusting that my body is this intelligent device that is constantly in a state of healing. I, I truly believe that the body is like working overtime right now to constantly kind of keep us afloat from not only what we're digesting externally, but what the body is transmuting internally. So it's like this, this, this awareness that I have now of just how powerful my body is and can I trust it? When you get sick, I mean, I was like, oh my God, do I go to the doctor? Do I do this? What do I do? Is my body going to heal? How long am I going to be sick? Like, yeah. am I screwed? Is this going to last forever? Like, you know, and so there's a transformation that's happening, I think, for humans where we are starting to um, co-create with the body and, and, yeah. and can we start to trust that the body is intelligent and that it does know, but you're also having the thoughts that can trump the body's natural ability to heal itself. And, you know, there is still disease and sickness and um, there's still these like really real things that humans go through that the body's trying to heal and get rid of like cancers and, you know, things like that. So it's, it's a complex um it is. it's complex right now with the body you know and is it like is it signs of me evolving is it actual trauma leaving me is it from my dna from my passed on from my parents like you know and you know it, for me it's less of what like why is it there and it's more of how can i navigate this with the body what are the lessons that i'm being asked to step into right like yeah yeah Love that. yeah, yeah. the body's the human yeah element right? it's interesting because we've had i've got been back to back sick i'm never sick and then she got it and so we're like okay, what's going on here but i want to go to what you said about trauma because one of the things that gina and i have you know i guess we've evolved to this through our guests our beautiful guests have helped us understand sure. and maybe it's the evolution that has helped us understand i don't know okay but we understand that there's more trauma we've had more trauma than what we ever thought we had you know and in one one of our guests said trauma isn't necessarily what happened to you it was what didn't Dead. happen to you that should have happened to you like you should have had a hug and i never had a hug and she's like that's trauma and i was like Oh my God. Okay. So like we've been opened up to now we're like, shit, now I have a lot of trauma. Okay. Like, you know, and, right. and you talk about trauma so a lot and, and I'm like, well, how do I get rid of it, Gina? You know, like, I'm like, you know, what do I do? Let me, yeah. let, I'm the one that wants to overdo it. Like, yeah. do I have to hang from my head? What do I have to do to get yeah. rid of it? No, so, so and you do speak so eloquently and, and write about trauma yeah. and how do we get rid of that? I mean, I love you. You're, you're like the fixer, right? Um, yes, she is. Like fix, 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 yes, fix, right. fix. But I want to yeah, fix yeah. everybody. Not yeah, just everybody. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yes, for yeah. sure. I love it. Um, it's it's powerful. It's important. Um, trauma. I'm not an expert on trauma. I just know my own experience of trauma. Yeah. To me, trauma is an external experience that we had in the past, probably hundreds of thousands of external experiences that we didn't process in the moment that it happened. So we, we didn't process it completely because it was too intense. It didn't feel good. We didn't understand. We disassociated. We freaked out. We froze. Um, it, it's so subtle. We have, we've had, we have a lot of trauma from the last two years. So it, trauma is very subtle. And the way that you don't have trauma, right, that you don't um, continue to create more trauma from unawareness is that everything that you experience in life, you just simply feel, right? So if you have an argument with your husband, you just simply feel every single thing that that argument creates, right? And if you can just do that, then trauma, which is essentially just experiences that aren't filtered all the way through your body in that moment, mm -hmm. it won't build in your body and then you, you won't right. carry it to the into the future. How do you get rid of trauma now? From my experience, and I'm not a teacher of it, I'm not a like I'm not an expert in trauma, although I live in it all day long every day. The way that I have experienced my own kind of healing or releasing of trauma is I simply show up every day 
with whatever is presenting itself. Even I'll just give you a, a quick example, right? Yeah. Um, I I tend to keep people in my life that aren't necessarily for my highest good because I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. And so there will be people in my life that I've let go. And then it's like, oh, I'm really lonely. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to bring them back into my life, knowing that that's a trauma response, right? And so for me, that's a moment of healing trauma because one, I'm aware of what I'm doing. I'll either stop myself from doing it or I'll do it, but I'm aware that I'm doing it. I'm 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 acutely aware of the emotions I'm feeling. I'm lonely. I don't want to feel loneliness. If I reach out to this person, I'll no longer feel lonely, but I know, right? So that to me is healing the trauma. It's not necessarily like... um textbook, you do this and then you do this and this. You know what I mean? It's the more that you can observe everything, the faster you will simply just move through the trauma that is a, that just simply shows up. I, I, sometimes people think that trauma is going to be really rattling, right? Or, you know, it's going to break you down or you're going to, and sometimes, yes, like, you know, I've, I had trauma from a young age, um, from sexual abuse. And yeah, it has impacted me my whole life. So there's bi- there's pieces that are big, but typically right now, trauma is just going to arise quite quite simply just in what are you not wanting to feel? What are you not wanting to see? What are you, what are you ignoring? What thoughts do you not like? All right. And so it's not about fixing it. It's about observing it and like literally just watching yourself yeah. go through it. It dissolves. It's like being so conscious that you can see your patterns. You can see. Yeah. I mean, that is a beautiful gift to give to people. Because I think what Mm -hmm. I feel like is I'm not, I'm not trauma. I haven't, I haven't released that trauma. I haven't addressed the trauma unless it's gone for good. And the reality is Mm, it may never be and (laughs) we shouldn't want that. And we need to like honor that part of our story. But when you can see it and you can acknowledge it and you can make a choice around it that feels right in the moment, Mm -hmm. I mean... That's, yeah, I, I, that will give. I mean, it gives me so much grace in in my evolution and growth. I, I can't imagine like our audience listening to that and going, "Okay, well, if I can just see it, that's growth too, and that's Huge. progress." And Huge. that's big, right? And that's why. And I think I've heard. I don't want to speak for you, but I've heard you talk a little bit about this, and it makes me laugh because it stalks you. But <laughs> because um, because you talk about how. Um, you know, let's just, let's just throw some positive affirmations on that. Okay. Let's just, you know, right. Okay. And you're like, yeah. And you know, we'll make that loneliness go away. And you know, like I'm fine today. Like I'm one for like, I used to have to ask Gina, should I feel upset? Okay. Like, I'm not even sure what I feel. What What was that? You know, and we worked at a corporate job for, I mean, almost 20 years and we come out of a meeting and I go, I don't know. I feel like playing Led Zeppelin, the immigrant song. I'm so angry, but I don't know why. Like, I mean, that's my angry, like, you know, ah, my angry roar. And I'm like, but why do I want to roor? I have no idea why. What am I feeling, Gina? And I'd I'd have to ask her. I've gotten better. I've gotten better at that. But I would just invite our audience, like, you know, you, you, you should feel what you feel, but I was into the whole affirmations and that, you know, we're about conscious creation. So we want to create beauty and love and fun. And we don't want to go down that bad vibrational path of anger or shame or any of that. And so we really succumb, I mean, I really succumb to like, well, let's just switch that thought, you know, and what do you say about that? Well, I think, so here's what's really interesting. I think it's extremely important to have play in the midst of like the anger or the frustration or the, the, the sadness. Like I, I, I think the reason that we need affirmations or we need to change something or fix it is because we attach or associate to it right? So it's almost like I must be this if I'm feeling it, 
So that's an important observation. Are are you attaching to what you're feeling? Like I'm a good person or a bad person if I'm feeling this. I should or I shouldn't be feeling this. This is something good. This is something bad to feel. Like that's important to just start to observe in yourself because essentially what 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 the the, the sort of higher perspective of being is that when you are simply just, and it's not easy, okay, but because it doesn't feel good, emotions don't feel good, right? But when you simply start allowing yourself through the observer more to just feel what you're feeling, right, as an experience, as something that's moving through you. And, and I actually think that it's even, I think it's powerful that you're like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? I don't even know. That is so powerful. That is okay. like a massive uh that to me is one of the most awakened states you can be in is because because you're actually like what am i feeling why am i actually feeling angry lots of times trauma will come up for no reason you won't even know why you're feeling anger yeah. so yeah. simply just being like dude i don't even know what i'm feeling what am i feeling right now why am i that's huge most people don't even do that most people don't do that yeah. So that is like popping yourself out and sort of really becoming an observer without you even realizing it, right? But the the key for me is if if I stop attaching to it, which takes practice, you know, you have to actually be aware that you're attaching to it, meaning that I am what I'm experiencing, I am what I'm feeling. Yeah. Right. You won't really want to change it and you you essentially you won't need affirmations because you know that you're not it. Mm. Does that make sense? So if yes. you know it's not it, you don't really need it. But because we attach, we need the affirmations to pull us out of the belief that I'm unworthy, right? So then if I believe I'm unworthy, then I have to tell myself I'm worthy, okay? But if you are recognizing that you're believing you're unworthy, yeah. okay, you're recognizing that you're believing you're unworthy, wow, I'm believing that I'm worthy. That is different than I am unworthy, I am unworthy, I am unworthy. Wow. There's a, it's like a very subtle difference. But there's a big difference. Oh, but there's a big the difference. The gap is big there. Oh, no. Yeah. So here's the difference. So yeah. Holly would always ask me, <laughs> I, I have never, ever, ever thought of this before, but I think you're going to agree with me. Okay. I'm a big attacher. I oh, yeah. feel all of it. I take it in quickly and I, I, I embody it. I attach to it in a, I never thought about that, but I will grab what's being thrown out there and I somehow take agency of it in a weird way mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I had never, but yes. I do. Yeah, I think you do. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. You'd say, that is some horseshit. I do. You do not. No, I don't. You are not like that no. at all. I go, I'm mm -hmm. not. Like, mm -hmm. we have the opposite. Yeah. You're like, what do I feel? That's why I'm, like, I'm peanut butter and you're jelly. Yes, Which one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm, that's a good, I'm that's go a good balance. Butter, but it's so true. No, no, it's very true. Like I had never, what a gift, Lori. I'd never thought about that before. And to try and see it come in and don't attach and to practice that. Let it, it's like a, it's like a, without attaching yep. your, your spirit to it. Right. Exactly. And I want to say something else that you said that's really important for our audience is when I was talking about screaming the Led Zeppelin and asking her, what, why am I angry? You were exactly right. It was trauma. And I didn't understand it then. I had no idea. I thought, oh, I was disrespectful. It was trauma from my past that I was still clinging to. Mm -hmm. And once you get a little farther away from it, for me, yeah. I could see it clearly that, okay, this wasn't about anybody else. It was about me and a piece of mm -hmm. trauma. But that was one of the reasons why I couldn't see it was because it was from trauma from my childhood that I... I didn't know. It was just recreating itself for me to say hi. Under completely different yeah. circumstances. Yeah. 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 New package, but same wow. old pattern, you know. Same old thing. And you know what's so beautiful is that what what we get attached to is like, am I healing my trauma? Is this trauma? Do I need to look at this? Like we 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 try to understand it when essentially you didn't need to know if it was trauma or not because it was going to show itself. It was going to tell you later at some other point, right? So all you needed to do was just be curious. Like, wow, 
I'm feeling this anger or am I feeling anger? Why am I feeling anger? Nobody said anything that would have triggered my anger, right? But that awareness is is yeah, is everything. Yeah. Massive. Oh, yeah, it that. really, really. Yeah, and, and I think like the the attachment to what we're feeling is is such a go-to. We don't even realize we're doing it. So, and because in emotions are so, they feel so much and the thoughts are so powerful yes. that the, the fact that we're even capable of sort of popping ourselves out and becoming the observer is a, is a miracle to me. It's, it's, yeah. it's truly a miracle yes. that we can become the observer. And so it's, for me, it's this moment of like, oh, look, I'm feeling loneliness. I'm going to go and do this thing that's not the best thing for me. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm back in the the experience of the loneliness. And then I pop myself. It's like a constant. It's not this yes, like yes. aha moment where you're like, oh, I've arrived. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like you don't arrive. There's no, no. arriving. Any oh, and the other thing I wanted to say yeah. really quickly was, you know, this idea that we are done healing, right? Um, <laughs> it's like, what if we just, because here's what I've done, especially with my sexual abuse. It's like, I don't ever need, it doesn't ever need to go anywhere. No. It never needs to, it's part of my story. Yeah. It's yeah. there, you know, it's, but, but for me, it's not about getting rid of it or, but, but, but for me, it's about how is it still impacting my relationships? Is it still dictating how I respond to people? Is it still dictating um, how I feel, right? So it's less about, for me, getting rid of it and more of just simply observing how it may still be impacting my everyday and that that awareness and that observation of it. Because I think if we get attached to getting rid of it, um, yeah, you know, there's a suffering that can that can come from that, you know, we're not doing it good right enough or right. That. Right, we're not doing enough to, uh, yeah. work to get rid of it. And I, you're right, I kept thinking of, you know, some of my anxious attachment issues and some of those things that I just have to get rid of it, then I can have a healthy relationship, you know, and and you know y y you're not going to get rid of it. You just need to observe it and and work through it in a different way. Yeah. Well, and I th yeah, like what if it never goes away? What if that's yeah. just right? And and if you think about attachment styles, I mean, there's a great deal of Holly's anxious attachment that I honestly admire and think there's a missing for me in my whatever <laughs> distant. <laughs> Dismissive avoidance. <laughs> Dismissive avoidance. Whatever the hell I am, like I'm completely the opposite. And there's there's strengths and there's weaknesses in both, in right? All of yeah, them. Yeah, for and sure. So you have to sort of acknowledge there's really great things in it too. Yeah. It's not there's in all of our stories there are positives and there are perceived weaknesses that we have the ability to overcome. And I mm -hmm. think that you know we talk about conscious creation as a lifestyle on this podcast that is. Yeah. The intent of this work is to actively engage in your life. And some of the things you've talked about today, Laura, we haven't even talked about, about yeah. this practice of, you know, a component of energetic hygiene is like pulling yourself up and observing what's going on and not feeling this human impulse to connect fix to it. Fix everything. Fix and it that's me. I'm like, let's just fix it, it and get rid of it. So we don't have to let's think bury about it. it again. Like all of these <laughs> things. And I mean, that would be a huge disservice to us all yeah. to do that. Um, yeah. It's part of our story. It's how we can connect with other people who have similar stories in a yeah. really profound and beautiful way and help elevate the human spirit and kind of almost decouple it from our, our, our soul light and decouple it from this human experience in a way that keeps us up a notch or two. I yeah. I mean, if you think about conscious creation, Essentially, the way I don't know why I keep using the word essentially, but the what the, the conscious creation to me is is um, surrendering into like a, an, a a flow state where you're you're taking this surrendered action, right? So you're 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 detaching from any attachments that you have to even an attachment style. So you're you're recognizing that you have the attachment style, but it's like okay, so what next, right? So there's this 
detachment from it, you're conscious. There's a conscious creation in your life through the observer and the knowingness that you're none of it and that you are free to experience all of it. I mean, truly, the fastest way to creation is when you realize that you're none of what you think you are, <laughs> right? You're, you're none of what you think you are. And so you're, you, then there's, there's, there's truly nothing that's going to stop or block your creation. You're super conscious because you're experiencing everything. Yeah. And there's this flow state that you start to find yourself in where even if you bump into a boulder, you, a boulder being some sort of, uh, um, limiting belief or behavior or something that just feels like, it has to be figured out, fixed, or changed. When you do that, you're really grabbing the boulder and you're stopping flow as opposed to just like, oh, oh shit, look at that. Visual. Right? Like, ah, that that's a that's a human thing that I've been doing my whole life. Next. Though so that conscious creation is like just saying next to everything and and they're, they're like just keep going. Um keep keep that vision and that intention of of where you're going, of who you are, of what you're becoming, of that version of you that you know you are beyond the boulders that you keep bumping against, that's the faith of like, okay, I know that I deserve dot, 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 or I can have dot, 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 or I can be dot, dot, dot. But in the meantime, I have to go through this river where I'm hitting all these boulders that are going to try to pull me into these old beliefs, old ways of being. If I simply just allow myself to hit them and keep going, knowing that this is already so, that is... That's conscious creation. That's like, get out of my way. Here I come. I don't care what boulders. I don't care what trauma. I don't care what emotions. I don't care what limiting beliefs. Like you can hit me with everything. The loneliness that came in today, it's like, okay, so what? I was in it a hundred percent. It's not going to stop me from, from yeah. where I know I, who I am. You know, yeah. that's, um, that's the power I think of, of truly being conscious and creating in all of this process of evolution, which is like all the boulders coming in to show you what you're still attached to. I love that. The, our visual girl, Gina, is loving oh, these no, boulders. No, no. I see myself coming down that little river and I'm, I'm going to use I that. I go, I'm going right? to like, Gina, yeah. just a boulder girl. Okay, yeah. like, I'm using that, Lori. Thank you for that. Well, we can say about the ones that are placed in front of us, but let's talk about the ones I fucking carry around all the time. Yeah, you're dragging them. Oh, dra no, listen, I it's a it's amazing. I'm floating. Yes, as many as I drag with me and don't. What is that? I don't like, know. I don't either. You want me to saw them off you? I, I'm, okay. I, know. I, I now know. I will do that for you. I'm very aware now. I'm. I've got. Like a lot of us will kind of we have bruises because we're just like bumping yeah. right like all the time. Bump, 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 bump. We're like, damn, this river sucks. And some of us are like. Yeah. I can barely keep my head above water. I'm dragging all of these boulders as if it's me. And and there's also this energy of, of um, you have to save people or you have to be responsible for people or you have to take their stuff and be like, it's okay, I've got you. I understand. I'm gonna hold it. So then you're grabbing everybody else's boulders, being like, Look at it, look at how look at what I can do in this human journey. I'm gonna hold all this I know. shit. And it's like so true. No, it's I understand so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't think we've ever had conscious okay. creation even no. talked about from like that, that articulate no. like that. No. That's so amazing. Thank no, you. I, I love know. that. Because I do think until you figure out a way to navigate around the boulders and, and dump the boulders you've been hauling around, um, I mean, conscious creation is going to be tough to do. It is. Well, you're going to be efforting a lot. Yeah. The effort. Yes. Yes. The energy There's required. Yes. To make that so the key... The key for everybody that's like, I have a lot of boulders or when I, I'm carrying a lot of boulders or, you know, the key is to, you know, step one is to just be aware of what you're carrying. And so then it's like, well, how do I know what I'm carrying? It's like, well, what are you either ignoring, right? Um, or what are you trying to fix or change? Like, what are you what do you think isn't okay in your life or what do you think you have to change in your life or what do you think you still have to get rid of in your life these are the boulders that you're 
that you're carrying. Oh, I need to fix my marriage. I need to fix this. I need to change this. I need to get rid of these emotions. I need to change these limiting thoughts. Those are the boulders you're carrying because you are attaching. You, you know, you bump into a limiting belief. I'm unworthy. Okay. You sure? Yep. You believe you're unworthy. The key, the conscious creator is like, I bump into that I am unworthy for an hour during my day, but I keep going. It's like, that hurt. That was powerful. That's intense. I keep going. I, there's nothing to do with it. There, you don't do anything with it. You just, you next, right? Like, you just keep going. Next business. It's the yeah, next. You, you, you think about the, you know, I think about the boulders carrying around like the body image. I mean, you have oh. to hear body image and how we look and our weight. And I'm trying to sculpt my ass now. And, you know. I try to ignore my ass, which means it's a problem. <laughs> oh, my God. It's that's for women. I mean, men too. Let's not deny. I mean, yes, you know, men, men too. Yeah. Sure. Men definitely as well. For some reason, it's more acceptable for men you know, to be obsessed yes, with their yes. bodies in a way. Yeah, and yes. somehow for women, it's not uh, yeah. acceptable or healthy or I don't know. But yeah, the, the body image is something I've dealt with since I was six years old. Uh, I you know. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I think we all, and it's, yeah. it's yeah. Well, I was just talking to my, my friend uh, today about it. And, you know, it's the, the way that I have navigated through the body image, which is a for me, it's the biggest piece that I've, that and abandonment. But the body image, when I think about how far I've come and what have I done, because I would love to teach about it, right? It's like, well, what I did was three things. I held the version of me that I'm almost pretty much anchored in right now which is that isn't being controlled by the thoughts anymore like you're not skinny enough watch what you eat right. you know you ate too much today make sure tomorrow you exercise so that you know th those mm -hmm. thoughts that are all consuming debit and credit system yeah <laughs> debit and credit system we all i love that, that. We're all old corporate girls oh <laughs> The debit yep. and credit system. Yep. I I saw myself no longer being a part. I knew that there was a version of me that was no longer playing in those thoughts. So I constantly held her there. She was just constantly like, it's okay, Lori, keep coming. It's okay. What? No matter what you're thinking, no matter what you're doing, I promise you, you're going to be right here with me. So I held that. The second thing I did was um, I didn't change my thoughts. I didn't change them. Uh, I, I, I allowed them. Uh -huh. If I was in the behaviors, I allowed the behaviors. I literally, I was observing though. So it was like, holy shit, this is controlling me. This is powerful. This is convincing me. So there was that, mo that observer and not changing anything. Cause I didn't believe that I, I, I didn't believe what I was telling myself anyway. So just be in what you're in Lori. And the third thing I did was I had compassion for myself when I knew that I was beating myself up, I, I literally would say to myself, I love you, Lori, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna get through this. I love you, I know you're in this, but you're gonna be okay. And so I, I always knew that it wasn't permanent, that whatever these thoughts were, I would move through. And those are the three things that I did that to this day has you know, really helped me um, heal those, those really deep, deep, uh, issues around my body and I'm not a hundred percent out of the clear but yeah I'd say I'm 90 percent you know yeah. I'm a lot better than I was and, and just um, as a clarifying because you said you're moving through that with these three steps so your first step of holding the vision is it you're holding a vision of you being free from these thoughts or was it a vision of a physical vision or what what was that vision yeah. yeah it was i physically saw myself and i saw myself free i saw myself okay. living life like not i saw myself just like loving life and with a partner loving you know food and yeah yeah and just like just free from thinking about my body I, I just saw myself happy free from the thoughts like that. living okay. the life that i'm was that i'm designed to live where um it, it was an it was a visual i physically saw myself but i also felt what it felt like i i knew what i was 
what I what I was worthy of feeling in my body. Like I I, I knew I deserved to feel free from the from the chains from the um, from the the prison that I held myself in most of my life around my body. Um, and so I that was the that was essential um, in in it. That was that was key. I love that. Maybe yeah. that's your next book, Lori. I know. Do you you gotta you gotta have the bug for writing now, right? I know. Well, it's been so. You know, like we always talk about, like our our own experiences are truly what we're here to 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 share and to teach. You know, and the eating disorder and the the sexual abuse and the those 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 the thoughts. They were most of my life, 41 years of my life. So it's like, there's always been this part of me that's, that is like, this is the next big share for you. But because I'm still not a hundred percent out, you know, the thoughts can pull me back. Even this morning, I was like, if you don't stay acutely aware of these thoughts, they will pull you back in. They're that strong. Yeah. You know? So it's like, okay, just stay aware of the thoughts, stay aware of the thoughts, stay aware of the thoughts. Awareness is way more powerful than changing the thoughts. And I think that as I think about leveling up and, and kind of this big shift that humanity is going through, I mean, the human experience is the human experience, but if we can figure out how to manage this, the thought patterns from our spirit and our soul and what we came here to do and the human experience, mm. and you can keep that gap in a healthy spot where you're not sucked back down into this carrying boulders and all this negative thought process, and you can, you can stay up with your bigger, higher spirit, Bingo. Honestly, because on because here's the thing: yeah. it's if people, humans, I'm <laughs> speaking for myself. Like, yeah, uh, if I can't solve it, if I can't get rid of it, I feel like I'm I'm I have to carry it around all the time, still, right? Yeah. And so, if you can realize that you don't have to solve it, it doesn't have to go away. No, you have to observe it, stay focused on the higher, and let it pass, and get more practice with the letting it pass and not giving it the energy. I mean, yeah. yeah, I have so much hope for myself <laughs> and the rest of you. Yes. If that is all we have to do and you just have to practice that, sign me yeah. up. I'm start, I, I promise you your life will change if you start practicing that because yeah. even in you saying it, I, I, I softened. I was like, as you were speaking, I was like, <sighs> like I dropped, my shoulders dropped. Like yes. there, there, that that pressure came off because the the that everything that you just said is 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 bingo. Like I thousand percent, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, all three years of the podcast were very, very. very <laughs> We've been doing important. it for three years. Yet this conversation <laughs> right here, like this is like epic, I told you, epic, epic, yeah. I think whatever mark this is, 58, 57, 56, if you go back and listen to what you just said, I mean, honestly, that is the yeah. key mm -hmm. to surviving this evolution. It, what you said is truly the key to it because it's, it's, um, I, I can't even remember what you said, but it was powerful. It was so, you know, the, the, the ability to observe, <laughs> yeah, the, the ability to observe mm -hmm. everything without trying to change or fix it. Yeah. But simply observing it from this point forward, um, it frees you. Oh, it truly true. frees you. And But you have to be aware of everything you want to fix, everything you want to change, and then having compassion mm -hmm. for that desire to change and fix it because it's, it's human nature. Um, and then you just simply practice like, what if I don't need to change this? What if I don't have to make it easy? What if I don't have to, like, even the, the idea of, like, what if I don't have to heal anything? What if what if I don't have to do anything but just show up? And it switches your lens, and somehow it can push you into the state of uh, a, a surrendered flow state where you're like, oh, okay, hmm, let me just be in this until it's no longer here, and then there's something else here. You know, I like to see it as, you know, what is, 
what's walking around with you, right? So like, for instance, because people have a hard time not attaching to what they're feeling. They don't, it's really hard to do that, right? So it's like, okay, imagine you wake up in the morning and, you know, 70% of the time, 70% of the mornings I have anxiety when I wake up. I don't even know why. I just have anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say I wake up and there's anxiety. It's like, oh, okay, here comes anxiety. I know that anxiety just is what it is. So it's going to be here whether it is, it's just visiting. It's like, oh, great. Thank you so much, anxiety. Then I get up and I go and do my next thing that I'm doing. And maybe all of a sudden, like, uh, fear comes in or, or worry comes in. It's like, oh, look at now there's worry hanging out with me, right? Mm -hmm. And then I all of a sudden have this feeling of, like, contentment or, like, oh, I'm sort of in peace right now. Obviously, this takes awareness, right? But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, peace is there. I didn't try to get rid of anxiety. I didn't try to get rid of the fear that popped in. I just was sort of like, oh, welcome to my, welcome to walking side by side with me. Uh, let's see what's, let's, let's go. And then you allow yourself to just sort of have these partners in your day that, that aren't you, that are just being experienced. And if you don't fight against it or fix it, they just go away. And all of a sudden, five, day, five hours later, you're like, oh, wait, the anxiety isn't here anymore. Um, you know, again, it's this attachment to this idea that you are what you're feeling, that you have to fix it and change it. Yeah. And then it's like, those are the boulders, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love well, because I, I think of, okay, and you've done, a, a, I mean, <coughs> the learning and what Holly has helped me see in my life has been s substantial. And she's always good about saying, like, well, that's not yours, that's theirs. And that's, mm -hmm. yeah. I've gotten much better about that. But when I, it's when you mine, think it's theirs, and I say, no, it's, it's really, really yours. yours. <laughs> <laughs> it goes and back and forth. Plenty, too. Um, and she's, God damn, she's right. But but when I when it's mine, I feel this obligation to solve it or mm. fix it or make it because I feel I feel responsible for it. it's mine, right? Not someone else's. I can't. I feel like I have never thought I can just see it and let it go. I've never thought. I thought it was a task to do on a list to fix. <laughs> Don't we all I carry that shit around all the time in my boulder? <laughs> Yeah, your notebook is going to be very small now. <laughs> it's going to be flowing down the river. That like, and yeah, good luck keeping up. With I love it. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, what a gift! What a gift! Oh my god, I want to read like uh, yeah, one of the closing in your book because I just and then we'll give you an opportunity. I, I mean, it. we were actually could keep you all night and then start with champagne or something. Yeah. At, you know. Yay. I would love to have champagne. <laughs> yeah. So um, in your book, which everybody should go and get the divine design, you're going to have it on your nightstand, your coffee table. You're going to have it for a long time. Yeah, a great gift to give. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Be your humanness. Devour each of your human moments. What a gift to be experiencing it all. Now, that, oh, I love what exactly you wrote. What it's what you yeah. said. It's what our podcast. It's how you show up every time you show up on Instagram or when you show up. You're human, you know, yeah. in your car, wherever you're at. You know, yeah. you're just you and just modeling the way for and all. devour each of your human moments. It's so beautiful. Oof. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I, it's one of my favorite parts of the book. Is the last part. Um, I, I think it's so important, especially in like more of like the spiritual community, right? We, we, we get caught up in, um, you know, having to be a certain way, show up in a certain way, look a certain way, sound a certain way. And that's defeating the whole purpose of the actual human experience, which is that this is a shit show. This is messy. None of us know what we're doing. We all have trauma. We all are trying to figure things out. We're all trying to control things, right? Yeah, There's yeah. We all have emotions we don't want to feel. Like so it's it's really just being as honest and vulnerable and raw as you can possibly be around all of this. And that to me is the spiritual game. Is um is like just allowing all of your stuff to kind of like just be messy out there and it's like yeah this is this is who i'm choosing to be in this human journey and this is this is my mess 
and I'm not going to run from the mess. What's your mess like? Oh my God, this is my mess. Oh wow, your mess is very different than my mess, but bravo for your mess, right? And just making it, um, normalizing the, the, that, right? Like yeah. just, it's not about like, oh my God, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to, um, navigate this human journey in such a perfect way. It's like, oh no, no, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and this is, these are my mechanisms and this is how I deal. And this is my, that's, that's the beauty, that's the devouring of the human experience, mm -hmm. right? It levels all of us out. You know, and everybody's mess will speak to different people and all of, you know, as we all become more vulnerable and share, yeah. it inspires others to do the Absolutely. same. And yes. if we can just get away from this, whatever horse crap line that we've all bought that you have to be perfect to be loved and welcomed and admired. And, and let's control it. And okay, so let's, let's so control it. the ugly stuff and we're gonna, push up the things that we think people, even if it doesn't feel authentic to us, what people think yeah. is, you know, perfection or happiness yeah. or yeah. whatever it is. It's yeah. just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. Your work is amazing. Yes. So. so, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for... That was so fast. Do we know. have to let her go? I know. <laughs> I mean, we've got like like literally pages. three pages of questions and, and we got we, like two. I think we had two. <laughs> we but we had the best conversation. I love it. And I do want everybody, we're going to link your Instagram and your, you know, your community. And then you've got Untangled on YouTube and then you've got your Patreon, I guess, community. And we'll link all that yeah. so that they can keep track of what you're doing. And I think you're ready for that next book. I I mean, and think of how do, much you heal people. We would love to have you back. I mean, <laughs> yes. we'll have you back anyway. You yes. can come every week. Any, we, yes, we're yes. great with that. I would love it. <laughs> we could add you to it and it could just be the three of us. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> with Holly, Gina, and Lori. There we go. We could do an in-person one. Are you guys in Florida? Is that where you're... Well, no, we're in Seattle, and so we were just in California, oh. so we missed you. But we're going to be back down soon, so because you're in Cali, right? Yeah, Northern California. So we come okay. see you next time. I mean, oh, that'd be so fun. Give, we'll do it. Don't give Holly your address because that becomes a whole other thing, um, and that have to do paperwork and restraining orders. Anyway, but just when we come, we'll let you know. You can let us know where a safe place is. <laughs> oh, that would be so that. fun. I would love that. Yeah, we that'd be great. It would be an honor. Yeah. 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 What a gift. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Bye, everyone.